Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once-forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, Episode 72. I'm Connor Murphy, here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Good. Sun is shining, so nice happy day, and it's Friday. Yeah, and it's National Pizza Day. Oh, I mean, no. I don't, I don't eat flour, so it's kind of, you know, a little anticlimactic for me. But for a lot of people, it's a huge deal, and they're running pizza specials. All over the place in the United States. Cool. So get yourself some pizza. And hopefully you're not going to get iced in like we are tonight. Do we have a national taco day? I hope so, because I like tacos better. Yeah, tacos are awesome. But yeah, you guys I'm got... I'm thinking of making tacos tomorrow. So <laughs> I had tacos on Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. Oh, uh, well, I love Taco Tuesday. Well, it was Taco Tuesday in the kitchen here at home. Well, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I like to make them myself better anyway. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. when I go out to my favorite Mexican place, they have a enchilada with shrimp in the middle that is to die for. That I just don't duplicate at home, you know? Oh, wow. So I'm kind of drawn to that shrimp enchilada. Have you tried the taco shells with the Dorito stuff on them? I have. Because they're gluten-free. They're gluten-free. Oh, which I didn't is know exciting. that. Yeah. I so. just thought they reminded me of Trump's tan. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's gotten better. I mean, yeah. now that he's being treated yeah. by the doctors at the Naval Reserve. Yeah, so, someone's he's consulting. He's not so Cheeto-y, Dorito-y. Yeah, yeah but exactly. But did you hear that Doritos are male chips? Yeah, yeah, I heard all like that. like to make fuffle. them smaller and more ladylike. Yeah, well, I heard that they decided not to do that, so... I mean, oh, they did? Oh, well, who, they Who wants less stuff on Doritos? I don't. I just want to crunch it like a man. Yeah, that's day. exactly. Roll you want up a your Super Bowl, you know, with your fingers, yeah. you know. Roll up, up your sleeves and dive in. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like a man, for God's yeah. sake. What are we talking about today, Grace? Oh, a little bit of this. How about we start with the stock market? Okay. <laughs> that's making us all cringe. But it's not all bad. Oh. I know you go, oh, really? You know, we have a 10% correction, a little over 10% correction. We have lost the most points this week, that's twice that we ever have. But percentage-wise, not so much. you got to remember that when Trump was elected, the stock market was at 18000 Right. When this downturn started, we were at 26000 hmm. Now, a lot of things have happened. Some of them kind of bad. Some aren't so bad. One thing is interest rates, okay? The Fed has been keeping interest rates low for more than 10 years, Right. okay? They've also been printing money. Now, under Trump, under the new Fed chairman, you know, Janet Yellen's out, and it would be hard to say that she did a bad job. She did not do a bad job. She did a great job. Nevertheless, we got a new guy taking over, and that sort of makes these investors a little nervous. But what's bigger 
deal is that we're not going to keep those interest rates down. They're going to rise. So that sort of affects borrowing. But a lot of people not only don't see it that way, they say as yippee-yay-yay-ki-yo, I could move my money to a safe place and make some interest. Right. Which they haven't been able to do for more than a decade. There are some investors that are so young, they don't they don't even understand it. So that's one reason. I've got a tip for those investors that invest in the stock market. Pull your money out and invest in local business instead. How's that? That's a great idea. And one of the next reasons why some of the investors are pulling out is that we have a productivity issue. Okay. Our demand is up. We got money. We got this tax money back. Companies are doing great. They're bringing money back from overseas. But our productivity isn't that great. And that's because a lot of people left the job market during the 2008 crisis. They haven't returned. Okay. The people that are out there working aren't that well trained. Right. That translates into low productivity. That can be corrected pretty easily. How quickly? I don't know. Well, it depends how quickly people are expelled from the U.S. for being illegal immigrants, because a lot of those people are your skilled labor. That's exactly right. So, huh? And we need to scratch your head. Need that? I mean, when the demand goes up, we we need that. And you know, this this also has a lot to do with accelerating the growth of inflation. When productivity cannot meet demand, you have what? Inflation. inflation yeah which means things cost more so if you're making more and things cost a lot more your money just doesn't go as much farther as we planned or president trump planned all right so we want to get a grip on that there's also people that are just they're tired of the risk you know they, they just want to take some profit they've made some big profits they're just taking their money out There's also a lot of computer programs that investors use that are set up to automatically sell. When the market's going up, they go, oh boy, you've made a lot. Why don't you take some profit? And it just kicks in. It doesn't talk to you like that. It just sells. Or the opposite. The Dow starts to plunge. It's already programmed in at a certain point to sell these people stocks or groups of stocks, which is more likely the case. Hedge fund guys are moving money and selling off for what reason? I don't know. You know, it takes somebody a lot brighter than me to understand hedge guys. You know, hedge fund, I don't know. President Bush basically blamed the hedge fund guys for the 2008 issues. Now, I think later we found out there was a lot more going on than just the hedge funds. So they definitely play a part in this. So those are some of the things that are affecting. Some of the investors do not like the fact that the uh, government just entered a new budget that's going to add a lot more debt. Right. So, you know, that just went on last night. The budget was passed. That will increase money for our military, things like opioid spending. And they did a really remarkable thing. They passed those for two years. Oh, cool. Which they have not done forever. However, the spending part of the bill is going to come up again March 23rd. So we could be looking at a third shutdown On March 23rd, we had a shutdown last night while most people were sleeping for about six hours. They had this budget. They pretty much decided that they were going to 
past it. And like I said, it adds a lot of debt. Well, Rand Paul really didn't like that idea. So he basically started speaking on the floor in order to force a shutdown. Right. Now, he was doing this because of the debt that America is holding. Now, this really bothered, of all people, Bette Midler. <laughs> now, okay. Bette Midler tweeted that Rand Paul's neighbors should come and attack him again. <laughs> all righty. Imagine that. Huh. You know, he wasn't the only one that gave a speech. Right. Nancy. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Oh, God. Nancy spoke for eight hours and what was it, six minutes, ten minutes, something like that? I can't listen to her for eight seconds. Never mind eight hours. Well, she stuck her damn foot in her mouth. Did you hear what she said about her grandson? Uh, she no. was supposedly giving this speech because the, actually, everybody else, Republicans, Democrats, the White House, Everybody decided that the DACA bill should not be tied to the budget. I mean, that's a ridiculous thing. Well, that upset her, okay? <laughs> so she wanted to get the DACA bill and then sign off on the budget. Everybody said, you know, that's silly. But still, she spoke for eight hours and change. Oh, Lord. And, of course, about immigrants, how wonderful immigrants were. That's what she spoke about the whole time. She told a story about her grandson that was so embarrassing, I, I can hardly retell it. <laughs> Nevertheless, she said it was his birthday, and he blew out the candles. And everyone said, what did you wish for? And he said, I wish to have tan skin and brown eyes like my friend Antonio. Uh, I want to be like Antonio. Uh, now, even the Hispanic people behind her were covering their face. Uh, now, you know, and back during the election, Hillary would have called that a microaggression. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It was a microaggression. But I'll tell you this. I found out why she's so hip on these dreamers. There's got to be election fraud in California. When you go to get your driver's license in California, you can get a driver's license if whether you're here legally or illegally or you're a citizen or not, okay? But up at the top, it says, are you an undocumented immigrant? If you mark that, then you can't vote. If you don't <laughs> mark it, you can vote. Right. So how many people make the little check mark in that box? None. I'd say almost zero. Right. Which means they are all voting. And wow. as long as they're undocumented, they tend to vote for the Democratic Party. Now, the crazy thing is, and I want you to watch how the stock of thing goes down, because once they become documented or citizens, they tend to go to the right because they tend to be very religious. So... How much do these California Democrats really want to pass this Dreamer Act and give these kids, these, they're not really kids anymore, but they keep calling them kids, citizenship. Watch and see how they play this out. Yeah. Because Trump's given them, he's calling their bluff. And this bill he's proposed, he gave them everything they wanted. Yet they're not jumping on it. You know right. why? Because once they become citizens or documented, they no longer are left-wing because of their religious beliefs. Priorities mm. change. Well, I've got a bit of fake news on Nancy Pelosi. Really? Yeah. Tell um, me, please. Well, Nancy Pelosi is considering suing a hospital in California after her husband Paul's surgery. Pelosi claims they were not sufficiently warned about the post-side effects of her husband's surgery and claims since her husband's surgery, the couple has not been sexually intimate. 
Pelosi was quoted as saying, It's beyond me how a hospital in this day and age could screw up such a simple eye cataract surgery. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. That's a good one. That is, that's a great one. (laughs) Well, Uh, you know, craziness doesn't end there. Oh, no. Hell no. There's a lot of crazy out there. Well, there's an aide in the president's office, Rob Porter. Right. Okay. Everybody in the media is all excited about Rob Porter. He has two ex-wives that have claimed he's an abuser and that he assaulted them. Hmm. Okay. Now, the FBI has been working on security clearance for Rob Porter and others for more than a year now. Rob Porter is one of the ones that went into the White House from the very beginning. I don't know whether he's guilty or not. People are calling for General Kelly to resign or Trump to fire him because he had heard about these accusations and not fired Rob Porter. Now, it's really not his place to vet. It's the FBI's place. Yeah, exactly. The FBI clearly, they have questioned, and they claim they have questioned his ex-wife, could not ascertain whether these claims were true. Hmm. Okay? Okay. Wow. Now, there is pictures of one of his wife's eye that clearly is a black eye. Ooh, he admitted during the process of vetting that he took the picture. They were in Italy. Okay, there was no police report. The picture is at least a three-day-old black eye picture. Right. You know, it's bruised and yellow. That doesn't happen right off the bat. So I'm pretty sure that that, like me, you know, that's like the way of comparing myself to the FBI. (laughs) Makes me feel good. Anyway, (laughs) because, you know, that's really not normal. That's not right. That's not a new black eye. And what guy being accused of assault against a woman is going to take a picture of it? Yeah, no doubt. This guy is a Harvard graduate. He studied in the UK. You know, he's clearly not an idiot. Right. I do need to add, though, that he supposedly dating or having an affair with Hope Hicks. Is everybody dating Hope Hicks? <laughs> she gets around. You know, remember Michael Wolf said she was dating Corey Lewandowski? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's only been a year. (laughs) You know, I think that's the most fascinating thing in this story. Anyway, he lost his job. She went on, uh, one of the wives went on with Anderson Cooper last night. You know, she says she's afraid for her picks. I don't know. I, I, I just, I hate it that these guys are getting fired. You know, there's no real proof that the claim being made against them, you know, is. Yeah, if the FBI <laughs> can investigate and make a decision, how are we supposed to? Yeah, and how, how is General Kelly supposed to? Yeah, exactly. That's job. I mean, kind of proves he the point is right the there. chief of staff, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. You know, if the FBI says it's okay for this guy to work there, he's okay. But I kind of think that, you know, one time I fell down on the ice and I just slid down. I really didn't fall down and I hit the car door with my lip and it was huge. And people kept asking me if I was assaulted, you know. And even when I would say no, 
they wanted it to be true. <laughs> like, no, I slid and hit the car door. Oh, you're lying. You're covering it up. Exactly. Yeah. I'm covering it up. And so I, I think we're, we're a little twisted sometimes in society. Everybody wants to play the hero. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Speaking of precious things, though, the new Gerber baby is baby Lucas. And he is a Down syndrome baby. Oh, yeah. I saw that. He is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I think that's exciting and, and good on nice. Gerber. Good on Gerber. Nice. Good for Gerber. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of babies, there is a couple with 13 sons expecting another child. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah, gosh. This comes from Wood TV and Rockford, Michigan. So a Michigan couple with 13 sons is expecting a 14th child in April, but waiting until birth to learn the sex. Jay and Kateri Schwant say adding another child to their large family won't be too big if it's a logistical change or financial burden. Kateri says she's used to large family as she's one of 14 children herself. Oh my goodness. If you have three, it's the same as having 10 at this point, Kateri said. It's just more chaos and more noise. It's nothing we're not used to at this point. So uh, Jay says, I would love to have a girl, but it just doesn't seem like it's in the cards. And some Canadian advice here, Jay, get the f*** off her, man. <laughs> For f***'s sakes, give the woman a break. <laughs> Do we need to give two minutes silence for her vagina? Wow. Oh my gosh. Jay, man. Keep you know? it in your pants, dude. Holy smoke. Yeah, he needs to go to one of those sex addiction places. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Isn't that where they all go now? Yeah. Holy oh, smoke. Uh, oh, hey. wow. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Jay. I thought that was a funny story. It's absolutely funny. Scary, but funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And on the other hand, you know, they're starting to cancel father and daughter dances all over the country. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, it's not good for transgender people. <laughs> or, you know, I, I guess if you have two moms, I, I mean, don't you just work it out? Yeah. I mean, don't you get a friend or you just go ahead and let mom go? I mean, father, daughter things are special do we for two people do we have to give it up for 200 yeah i don't get that i don't get it either and you know sometimes we can all just coexist yeah well <laughs> you know what a lot of life out. a lot of life is about making memories and stopping that from happening isn't making memories for anyone yeah and, and the weirder something is the more interesting and fun the memory is yeah exactly i mean do you remember all the days that went well no it's got to be yeah. something different yeah I, for sure did anyone ever have fun in perfect yeah i don't get it no i mean by design perfect's not that much fun yeah exactly what the heck it's friday we're without the hammer he's sick he'll be back next friday good we'll just good. Um, good. i was hoping i could elbow him about his super bowl picks <laughs> yeah yeah it wasn't good I, he was very glad though, that the eagles won yeah who wasn't you know hip hip array yeah yeah that was good. I, I love the fact that they ran and they won i I don't like the fact that they tore up their city. Right. Well, happens to teams that haven't won in a while. And it happens in hockey here in Canada, too. It's sad, but, you know, part of the sport, I guess. Yeah. Crazy yeah. fanatics. Absolutely. And 
you know, unlike the rest of life, sports has a winner and a loser. You know, yeah. thank goodness in life, somebody doesn't have to lose for you to win. Right. Most of the time. A lot of people think so. I, I you know I put them in the bucket with Vladimir Putin. Well, you know, um, he thinks that if you lose, he wins. I'm not looking forward to the future of sports because if millennials take over, there won't be winners and losers. Everybody just get a participation trophy. That's true. That's <laughs> true. And that's not good. I mean, we do need to learn the competitiveness of sports. And, right. and there are other things that are competitive. Speaking of uh, which, the Olympics started. The Winter Olympics. Oh my Olympics. gosh! Did yeah. you see that Kim Jong Un's sister was sitting next to Mrs. Pence? No. Vice President Pence was on, of course, the other side of his wife. It scared the hell out of me. Wow, she could have easily given her the poison finger or something. Exactly, just like they did to the <laughs> the stepbrother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's very scary. And, you know, the opening ceremony lasts for a long time. Yeah. They had to sit there by her for probably hours. Oh, hmm. my gosh. Yeah. That's not good. No. Absolutely not. So I've got a item from my hometown in Saskatchewan. Oh, do tell us. Yes. This is, honestly, I can't make it up. But I did embellish a little bit of the facts. So that's a little bit of fake news combined with real news, just kind of like the Democrats do. They take one fact and put a bunch of lies in around it. And blow it up like a massive balloon. (laughs) So that Snopes cannot label it as a lie or being false. So, well, here we go. Canadian RCMP and Crime Stoppers are looking for tips in regards to a robbery in Kenora, Saskatchewan. Now, you got to picture my hometown, small town on the prairies, farming community known for huge Ukrainian population. So the RCMP say suspects entered a Ukrainian Catholic church hall and stole a very large number of pierogies. <laughs> like I said, can't make this stuff up. So suspects are likely to be Ukrainian and slightly overweight, which doesn't actually disclude any locals from being suspects. The RCMP (laughs) tried to set up a roadblock, but everybody they stopped had pierogies in their car. So they had to currently stake out a co-op grocery store looking for anyone buying overly large amounts of sour cream, butter and onions. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Anyone with information leading to the arrest and conviction of the suspects of the great pierogi heist of 2018 is eligible for a $2,000 Crime Stoppers reward. Kenora takes their pierogies seriously. Very seriously. Yes. They must be yummy. Oh, melt in your mouth yummy. Like to die for yummy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it it is sad. I mean, the the ladies volunteer their time to go down there and hand make these things, and they they sell them, they store them. This is their income. So they must freeze well, right? Oh, very well. Yeah, right after you make them, you freeze them, and then you just drop them in boiling water. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've never had them. Um, I would have to have gluten-free. They probably have them out there. Well, the insides are, are usually... You know, mashed potatoes. like a, Right. I love mashed potatoes. Yeah. And lots of butter in it. Mm. Uh, the dough is made with the water from potatoes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the main part of it is flour. So you'd have to substitute some gluten-free or, yeah, or flour. Yeah. I mean. But the starch and the potato water. Yeah. That must be one of the secrets because... 
That makes a lot of sense. Well, if you've ever tried gnocchi, it's like a pierogi that's been stirred up almost. That's what Mm. a gnocchi is, the Italian version. Interesting. Okay. Sounds yummy. Hey, do you remember the peacock story? The emotional peacock? How could I forget that? Well, a Miami college student has come forward considering legal action against Spirit Airlines after she says an employee wouldn't let her on a flight until she flushed her emotional support hamster down the airplane (laughs) toilet. Oh, my gosh. She's lucky she didn't get me as an employee. I would have told her where to put her hamster. (laughs) She would have needed more emotional support after that. But uh, Belen Aldercosia, I don't know how you say her name, said the incident occurred actually in a Baltimore to Washington International Airport on November 21st. So this happened way before. Yeah, Yeah. she saw the peacock story and she figured, hey, I can tell my story and get a whole bunch of press, too. So, yeah. What is it with this emotional comfort animal? I don't know. I mean, it it started out with dogs and it was for vets coming back and, you know, other traumatized people. Now everybody's got an emotional something. Yeah. Well, maybe I have a fear of hamsters. I don't want him sitting next to me. (laughs) Absolutely. I I have a fear of mice. So, I mean, a crazy fear of them. Yeah, well. I'd rather hang around with a snake than a mouse. I just think mice are creepy. Yeah, they're disgusting little things. They're cute as hell, though, but. Well, they're cute, but I don't want to. I don't want to live with one. I don't either. Yeah. I I hear you there. Have to I had three there. raccoons in my chimney the other day. I seen I didn't that. want to live with them. I seen you post the picture. Oh That's my horrible. Gosh, I had to call the critter people, the wildlife people, to trap them on top of my roof. Yeah, I um, saw the. Pic. Let me tell you, they were very close to coming in. Wow. It was, it was scary because I don't want to live with raccoons. I yeah. think that they were very beautiful once they got out of my house. They are you cute, know? but they can um, make a... They, they hiss and they snorted and they're like pigs. Oh, yeah. They I, they I, can make I, some um, noise. Chimney. Oh, my gosh. It, I was sitting there and it, it scared the holy hell out of me when they first had their first fight. <laughs> what is it? Where are you? You know, you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, exactly. Do I, I need to call the cops? Yeah. What? You know, do I call 911? I didn't really know. I yeah. didn't. You know, I mean, hit my house. Well, it's definitely rabies. You know, you think of all those things. Yeah, definitely scary thought to think that they could have been in your house. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought I had just had Google listening to me. I had a bunch of raccoons. Yeah, interesting how that happens. Yeah. The, the Google thing, like we'll talk about something, and then you open your web browser, and boom! Which is. you and I have been talking about that for a while, but now the government's figured it out. Oh, so and they're a little upset that it might be, you know, interfering with our um, right to privacy. What right to privacy? That yeah, we don't hell in a handbasket. You yeah. know, when when Gore created the internet that was gone. <laughs> it's Al Gore's fault. It's all Al Gore's fault. <laughs> I have to agree with you there. Yeah, and we don't always agree about life's a journey and we're all in it together. So have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Godspeed Connor and Godspeed to all of our friends out there. You have a great weekend too, Grace, and thanks for listening everybody. 
Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. <laughs> 